Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Word of Encouragement video for you. Right here from Pastor Deborah, that's me, it's living room. But you'll be watching this on YouTube, maybe on LinkedIn or Twitter. In years to come, I'll still be here. Yeah. And this is a word of encouragement through Zoom, Zoom Pro, and with a motion video from Pixabay. This is a wonderful one to help us see what this word of encouragement is about. So welcome. Welcome to all of you here in the garden. Yes. What? There's not going to, no, Satan cannot get in here. He's already tried that. He just tried that a few days ago. And that cherubim and that flaming sword, they held him off. He used to come in here. That's right. Before our ancestor named Adam, which meant Adam means dark earth. Mm-hmm. And that was the body that God breathed his life into that included the Holy Spirit. Inside that dirt body was you, the forever person, the spirit called man. Now, it was a non-gender spirit being, but God named it man. That was the species. Mm -hmm. And it was made in his image. And after his likeness, well, what was that? The father's side of him, the authority, the protector, the provider, the source. And his mother's side, his agape love, his mercy, tenderness, his motherly side, full of compassion and forgiveness, a nurturer to feed you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's sort of two in one. And then he breathed out his word to us. He tried doing it personally, but he's too big. So he had to become one of us. Mm-hmm. A man, a spirit being. Filled with the Holy Spirit, the spirit of life, inside a dirt body. And his name was Jesus. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't want to believe that this Jesus was divine. But he was also from the earth. But the earth body he had at the time of his birth had no sin in it, no death in it, no curse in it. His spirit was holy and pure, but yet he looked like us. And it was hard for us, humanity, to understand what it meant when it said he took upon himself our sins. His physical body took on death, which is the punishment for sin, which is disobedience, treason to God's laws. Now, this Christ Jesus, he was never disobedient. To who sent him. That was his father. But in order to help us. And to redeem us. And to save us from our darkness. Our ignorance and our slavery. God. Came to us. And looked like us. And he had to show us who we really are. A God ourselves. Made in his image. And after his likeness. With a kingdom within us. We're sort of three in one. We're to have his Holy Spirit in there as our teacher and governor. 
ruling and reigning from the laws of the kingdom of heaven to our spirit. Then our spirit speaks it out to our soul, decrees to our soul. That part of us, that's not very nice. It has a lot of issues. We call it mental health. We call it pride, corruption. We call it warmongering, thievery, trafficking, abusive. That part of us needs help. But in order to do that, this young man, this Christ Jesus, he became one of us. Because us, all of us are Adam's ancestors. Oh, we were perverted and twisted in our DNA and in our thoughts. We were born disobedient, traitors to God. We didn't have the Holy Spirit. None of us do. And he says, that's okay. I got a plan. Had a plan before I created even the stars on the moon. I had a plan with myself. And I made a deal to get you back. Nothing caught him off guard when it happened. He was going to show that creature. His name is Satan now. And all of his demons. They used to be angels working for God himself. And Satan's original name was Lucifer, the son of the morning, which means the son of the first age. He was not the son of God, a child of God. He was a servant. He was to serve God in all that he desired. And one day he discovered he's going to have to serve us. He just wasn't going to do that. And the glory and the beauty that he had, you sort of see it in this video. The gold, the light, the glittering. It perverted him on the inside. Same way power will corrupt you. Desires can corrupt you. Lust can corrupt you. Anything that you think is good and righteous without God can corrupt you. Even serving God with the wrong heart and the wrong mind, the wrong kind of spirit can corrupt you. So welcome to this word of encouragement for you right out of the Zoom studios of Agape Love. Love is here's global teaching ministry. I am Pastor Deborah and welcome to all of you in the garden Oh my gosh, there's so many of you. This is number 50 of the year 2022. We're almost finished. Then I'll have to start studying and getting ready for 2023. The title of this word of encouragement for you is, Does Pride Help You to Seek After God? This sort of represents pride. It's twisted. It has light, which is knowledge and truth. It was beautiful. It moves through tunnels, sort of like a snake, sort of. And this video is going to help you understand pride. And let's pray before we begin. Dear Heavenly Father, you who are the author and the finisher of your words, of your purpose for humanity. You, who created all life and that yet it even became perverted. But you had a plan. 
before the foundations of the world, to redeem it, to redeem us back to you, to redeem a planet called Earth, where your kingdom, your laws and righteousness, and your Holy Spirit through your spirit beings called man would be the shepherds, the managers, the politicians that you could entrust to manage and guard and shepherd the planet, the government around it, the people, the resources. It didn't turn out the way you expected. Excuse me. It didn't turn out the way your heart desires on this planet. It's filled with war and bloodshed and deception and full of Satan's demons and Satan's horrible, icky things. But we know. You have an everlasting covenant with us, with humanity, with the earth itself to create us anew, to redeem us through the sacrifice of your own lamb, to take away the sins of the world, us, and to bring us back to you in the family. Father, help us now as we learn about our pride and how does it help us or hinder us? from seeking after you in the name of Christ Jesus. We're going to start this teaching, this word of encouragement in Psalms, written by the second king of ancient Israel, David. David was a worshiper from his early childhood. He would sing songs, look up at the stars, look at all of life and see God. Can you? When you look at the stars or the sun or planets or animals, can you see his handiwork? Can you see God in a rose? Or do you just see a pretty rose? I can see God everywhere. I can hear his voice. We learn later. Everything is speaking to us of him. But you have to listen with your spiritual ears and you have to look with your spiritual eyes. And you may not be able to do that right now, especially when you're in the muck and the miry clay of your soul. you got to come out of that. You've got to be divorced from it, loosened from it. That is pure captivity of darkness and ignorance. And how do we do that? We do a Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision, where God takes the sword of his word and he severs the soul. And out you come free now you're still attached to your body but now he can talk to you and when you get back in your body it's much easier for you to hear his voice to understand him as a spirit being and you as his child so let's look at psalms 10 verse 2 through 11 Verse 2, the wicked in his pride, that stuff, does persecute the poor. Now, pride will look to you as glory and beauty. It's all about me, and this will entangle itself in your thoughts. It will bring thoughts of glory and beauty to you. And you will think of yourself and you'll even deceive yourself. I'm doing this to help you. 
And I want to be so seen as so loving and kind and merciful. But I will get lifted up. And this is what this is showing you. It's a twisting and a perverting. It's always moving. It has some colors in it and all kinds of concepts. And it changes. We're told later on in the Bible, God does not change. Now, he is a colorful being, his rays, but they're not twisted like this, coiled like a snake. They don't move like this. So the wicked persecute the poor. Physically poor, can be. The homeless, could be. Or maybe the spiritually poor. Or maybe those that are poor in Good, healthy, mental health. Well, how does the pride do that? Doesn't provide enough beds. Doesn't see that child abuse comes as the root of mental illness. Childhood trauma from parents, families, cultures, religion are the cause. Blinds itself to truth. So the wicked... They are blinded just like Lucifer was by their own glory, by their own power, by their friends around them, by wanting to be worshipped and seen as a legacy, seen as the great leader. And live in beautiful, beautiful homes. Christ Jesus of the Bible never even had a home once he got in ministry. He would stay in friends' home. He stayed outside most of the time. But not humans. We want castles, palaces, beautiful homes on every coast. We want servants to meet us and help us. And and we want to be seen as the great one, the great liberator, the great policy maker, the one who will fundamentally transform the culture of America. Or your nation. Maybe you're trying to recapture the past. What it used to be. The glory days of something. This is what pride does. Comes in right over here. And it slowly moves. Changes. Covers us and blinds us with its glory. Its fire. Its lust. King David says these wicked. In their pride does persecute the poor. And he says, let them be taken in their devices that they have imagined. This is how your imagination, all those little dots of imagination, things that are getting created, your devices, what you conceive in your blindness of your pride. And David is saying, let those devices that you create for others to persecute the poor Let you be taken in them. That doesn't sound very loving from King David. But he was dealing with rebellious family members. He was dealing with rebellion in his nation. Be careful. And you're a leader. Even a mama. Or a father. Cousin. Brother or sister. A business owner. You better be careful. Verse 3, for the wicked boast of his heart's desires, not the Lord's, 
Not agape love, joy, and peace in the kingdom of heaven. He doesn't pray to that God. He might pray to other gods, saints, women, ancestors, traditions, cultures, prophets. He might make the sign of the cross. And yet there is crooked and deadly and wicked to others. You cannot serve God and money at the same time. Cannot serve God and his laws of the kingdom and serve your constitution, your flag, yourself. Not going to happen because you're only serving yourself. And guess who is your father? Yeah. You got his DNA, Satan, who served himself. You want to know who your father looks like? Go look at Lord Sauron and the Lord of the Rings. That is who you are, the great I. He'll turn you into a wicked creature. Because you got his DNA spiritually. He perverted the biological DNA. And he abuses you from in the womb, out of the womb at all times. Fear and death are always near you. Pride and the fires of lust are always burning. And these wicked in verse 3, they bless the wicked boast, it says, of his heart's desires and blesses the covetousness. Of himself. I know what to do. It's all about me. I'm the leader. My words will unite that nation. I'm in charge. I won by election. I birthed you. I gave you life. No, you didn't. The laws of God gave you life. I have a right to kill you in the womb if I don't want you. If you're a burden to me, I don't want my body changed. But I want to have the sex and the pleasure and the desires. And I'll use sex to move up the ladder and get jobs. I'll even get sex from my own children. And I'll sell them to the child pornography market. Make money off of them. And then you wonder why adults have mental health problems. But he blesses. The wicked bless the covetous. I want what I want. I'm going to covet myself and everything I desire. That is what this video is showing us. The coveting. The golden fires of lust. How it changes from a simple, maybe, desire. And it slowly changes. Within us. Within our soul and spirit. Always turning and churning. Seeking into new territory. It's like a worm, a snake, filled with delusions, filled with lust of desires, blinded by our own heart's wicked thoughts. And David says, these, these wickeds that boast in their own hearts and bless them themselves in their covetousness, the Lord hates them. He abhors those thoughts. Because he says, if you think it, dream about it, plan for it, and never do it, in his eyes, you've already created it, already done it. That's what happened to Lucifer. 
He had thoughts about becoming God, sitting on the high throne of heaven, ruling everything and never serving anyone, never having to bow again to anyone. God heard those thoughts, saw him create his own kingdom in his head, said, you're out of here, buddy, down to the earth like lightning you go. And he went and we're stuck with him. God uses him to help us to grow. If you're one of God's family, one of his children, we are tested and buffeted and targeted. God uses Satan for God's purposes to overshow that God that looked weak on a cross and died. He overcame that mess, overcame sin and hell and death and the grave for me, for you. The demons had never seen that. They didn't know what was going to happen. They were hoping he would die and stay in hell, locked in a chamber, a prison. That didn't happen. Then the war was really on and still is. To reach you, little one, and your spirit. To get God's kingdom ruling and reigning inside of us. Inside of the spirit, soul, and physical body. And then out to the nature and out to the world and then to the galaxies. Verse four. The wicked through the pride of his countenance, his feelings, his desires, his emotions, his images, his personality will not seek after God. Not the God of King David. Not the God of Israel, not the God of Pastor Deborah, ain't going after him because he's going to judge them. They don't want to be judged. They'll be found guilty. They'll suffer some punishment, and they don't want that. So they don't seek him. They may talk about him, put their hands on his book, swear an oath to uphold it, swear to a constitution, a flag, swear to a political party. But they do not seek this God. You know how many meetings I've been in. There's no prayer. And even the prayers in the politician circles, they're meaningless. It's just formality. Why? Because we have a belief here and in many nations We are to separate God and state, God and government, God and politics. Why? Because ancient days showed us that when, we'll say, the Catholic Church tried to rule through the Catholic Church and put the Pope over the politicians, their rulership was evil and wicked. And people didn't like it. People want freedom to believe in who they want to believe. In some religions, if you choose to believe in another and follow them, you're killed, beaten, ostracized. God doesn't do that. He lets us go and do whatever we want to do. Now He's trying to help us. He'll let circumstances work. He'll try to speak to you in your dreams. He'll let you go. Mm -hmm. 
So we're learning that these wicked, prideful people, they don't seek after God. God is not in all of his thoughts. Is God in all of your thoughts? Like, God, help me to be more like you. God, don't let me look at the natural. Don't let the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, or the pride of life control my soul. Does God's way of living and thinking, is it in your spirit? Are you listening? Are you seeking him? I get so many people. They want help for money. I said, watch this video of George Mueller. Learn to go to God. They're his problem. If he called you to do his work, he is responsible for what happens. You are to do your part. You don't go out begging out on social media. And then blast us because we don't give you any money. I'm called to be a spiritual teacher to the spirit. I already tried all of that. Giving food, money, clothes, taking people in, paying for school. It doesn't change people. Oh, they're grateful for it. And that makes them happy. Doesn't do the spiritual work. Because there are two kinds of work. One is in the natural. Take care of the physical body. Very important. Many people are called to do that. And they do a good job. But God's after the spirit, the spiritual part. Because that's the part that's going to live upon earthly death. That forever person in there. And if he is not in contact and one of God's children, this mess will still be in his spirit. And on the day of judgment, this will be seen by all in heaven. Every deed, every email, text, every dream, God records everything. And it will be played. And it will show what you said on the front of the cameras, what you really were meaning and what you were doing. And you will be humiliated and shamed and dishonored, stripped of all your glory. Nobody on earth will remember you when this earth is destroyed. None of your deeds will last. Only those deeds directed by, done in and through. The Holy Spirit of God are eternal. Verse 5. His ways. The wicked. Those that their pride is ruling. Are always grievous. They are dishonored. Shameful. Bring humiliation to you. But you don't believe that yet. You're just so filled with I want what I want. I want this. I want a legacy. I want a name. I want this position. I want money. Can't take any money to the grave. No house. Not going with you. But your desires will. Unless you're changed. And become a son of the living God. And you are birthed anew. And you kill your soul. Of its lust and its desires and its ways of doing things. The Lord's judgment in verse 5 said, are far out of this person's sight. I'm not guilty of anything. Don't judge me. I'm doing what the people elected me to do. 
oh, we're going to have unity, but it's going to be my unity the way I want it. And you're going to, if you don't believe the way I want you to believe, we're going to program your kids in education. We're going to force you through mandates. You will come into unity and you will bow your knee to me. And that's when we'll have unity. It's not the kind of unity you want where everybody's free to have their own mind and do their own thing. Mm -mm. These kind of wicked leaders and people will force a false unity. Oh, you'll be unified. The fear of death and terror, the shame and dishonor that you get on social media, the bullying. They're trying to get you to bow your knee and come into agreement, at least in the mind and in your body with them. Then they are happy because we're all in one. We all got one mind. We're all in unity. Wow, look at me, the great leader. Because God is never in your sight. He's always out of your mind. It's all about you serving Satan. Satan is trying. He's the king of wickedness. He's the king of pride. The source of all pride. You're serving him. And as for all of his enemies, the Lord says he just puffs at you. You ain't nothing. You ain't got nothing, Satan. I already threw you out. You done. The cross defeated you. I already opened up the doors of prisons in hell. I gave Pastor Deborah the keys to hell, death, and the grave. I got her anointed, and I got her back. (laughs) You don't. Nothing you do means anything. Not in the kingdom of heaven, and it will not last. And Satan will destroy you himself if you don't get it done his way and in his time. Mm-hmm. God just, they are so ignorant. They don't even know because you're not seeking him. You don't know his power. He can take you out like that if he so chooses. Take your spirit out and it's gone. Verse number six. He, this wicked one, this prideful one, has said in his heart. Now, where did he get this? He was born this way. And then he gets help from Satan and his kingdom. He gets help from the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh. There's generational things working. There's vows and oaths that family members took before you were born. He says, the wicked who are prideful in their heart has said in his own heart, his mind, his soul and spirit, I shall not be moved. You ain't going to change me. I've been a a part of this political party for generations. I ain't moving, ain't budging. Mm -hmm. I voted this way forever. This is what we do. This is the God of our religion. You ain't going to budge me. In fact, I'm going to force you to come my way, even if I have to kill you. I shall never, he said, he said be in adversity. I'm never going to get in trouble 
The media is never going to turn on me. The other politicians will never try. My family won't turn on me. My church leaders will never speak out. I'll never admit what I did. It's not my fault. I'll never be in jail, in prison, in adversity. That's how they're thinking. Verse 7. His mouth, this wicked, prideful one, is full of cursing. Oh, you can't hear it, Pastor Deborah can. Oh, they're out there. They get angry if you challenge them in an interview. They get angry in their dreams. How dare you challenge them? I was duly elected. How dare you speak up against our guy or our woman? How dare you question what we say? They're full of cursing and shame, bullying against you. And deceit, lies, deception, bewitchment. And fraud, stealing, robbery. Mm -hmm. Telling you one thing to get another thing. These things, they're always in his tongue, always in his speech, his thoughts. Always a part of his mental health. Always a part of his spirit. And his tongue, his speaking, is full of mischief and vanity. Vanity means fruitless words. Full of death, destruction, bullying. That's right. Empty promises. Those are not nice people that have this in them. Verse 8. These wicked people. They sit in the lurking, the quiet, the secret places of the villages. In your school system, through your college professors, in healthcare, in government, in families, in religion, in culture. They sit there in the secret places and he murders you. The secret places can be places they don't want any sunshine on. They don't want you to see what they're teaching to your school kids. They don't want you to see their curriculum or the books in their library. They don't want you to hear the college professors. Maybe they ought to tape all the college professors. They don't want you to hear what's said in the sports locker rooms, the business roundtables of discussion. The secret societies. I don't want you to hear that. Did you know one time God took me to a satanic meeting of his high demons? There wasn't a human there. And they were talking and planning about their kingdom. Then they get dispersed. And they get inside of humans. Who then are the rightful managers and rulers of this planet. And they go to work to bring about. Satan's goals, that pride and wickedness would rule and reign. And it would be as in the Lord of the Rings, a shadow 
comes again on all the earth. There was a shadow. As in Middle Earth, right after the fall, things got so bad and wicked. A great flood had to come and wash and clean it. And then it started over. But God had to make an oath and a vow to himself that he would not destroy the earth and all of nature, all of humans again. Because he had to recognize they are but flesh creatures. They have no Holy Spirit. They are not in contact with him. If you don't believe in him as your father, your God, and you worship him and serve him as such, you're not in contact with him. He can come to you in dreams when you're praying wherever you pray, and he can talk to you, but he's not inside of you yet. And he is saying here in verse eight, those secret places where thoughts are created. Where lies are formed. The secret places. They're hiding. Watching and waiting. To snare you and entrap you. Might be on social media. Mm -hmm. In those places. This one. This wicked one. Murders. Kills. The innocent ones. Abortion children it's not even the physical life he can kill your soul fill it with death lust and keep your spirit trapped but god said i found a way to overcome that from a cross and forgiveness and he says in verse eight these secret ones they murder the innocent his eyes are Privately set against the poor. They don't like the poor. They don't like certain skin colors. They don't like certain sexes. They want to rule nothing but slaves. Everybody bow. Nobody rising up. This worm, this thing, whatever you want to call it. Of pride and wickedness. Wants to rule. This is Satan's breath. His DNA. His image. In these wicked ones. Verse number nine. He lies in wait. Waiting for the opportune time. Waiting. When you're not looking. Waiting. Waiting. Patiently waiting. Secretively as a lion in his den. He lies in wait to catch the poor in spirit. The poor financially. The poor little ones. The children. The infants. The poor in spiritual truth and knowledge. He desires to catch and snare. The poor, those lacking in knowledge and strength, when he draws him into his net. This is like a net. Slowly comes out quietly. You might be on social media. And they want to see what you think and feel through a comment. What you post, what you comment on post. They're looking. 
They're looking. They're watching you. Pastor Deborah's had satellites on her since she got started. They can read my emails. They know me. And we have to do battle. Verse 10. He, this prideful one that's filled with these worms, these serpents of coiling pride and wickedness, deceit and lust. They crouch. They bend low himself so that the poor may fall by his strong ones. That means I'm going to be, you'll hear it like this. I'm one just like you. I'm from the same town, same kind of job you are. I'm one of the human race. He'll lie low in words of deception to catch you and snare you. Maybe just to get your vote, to elect them to powerful positions. Then the strong ones come out. Oh, you can't get rid of me. I've been elected. I'm your mama, your papa. You were born in this religion. Mm -hmm. You can't get out. You can't convert. If you do, we'll kill you. Verse 11. These prideful, wicked people have said in their own heart, God has forgotten. He hides his face from us. He will never see it. That's what they believe. Because they know God cannot look at this evil wickedness of what they do and say. He cannot do it. He'll burn them up and he'll kill them. But he'll have Pastor Deborah look. And then I will judge you. I'm looking at your spirit. I can look in your soul, your mind. I can go inside your biological brain and see what's out of order if I have to. I know the power of the eyes, the lust of the eyes. One image, one touch, one smell. A lot of people think they're trying to cure mental illness by aromas up the nose. That biologically produces biological changes. So they're saying your biological chemicals in your brain, your biological brain, can be changed by aromas. They can be. And through the aromas and the change in the brain, you'll have different memories and thoughts. Yes. So do drugs and food and sex. And then if you to keep on going and have that change, you've got to become an addict to it. Maybe it's bingo. Maybe it's social media getting likes. How many followers you have. How many YouTube subscribers you have. Yeah. You would believe these people, these evil, wicked people, believe God's forgotten about them. He hides his face. He ain't looking. He doesn't care what they do. And he will never see it. Don't fool yourself. He knows. He looks at your spirit and can see. He has his angels look. He's always down here. He has his ministers like Pastor Deborah looking, going out, 
to get them. To say, I see this serpent of pride in you. This creature that looks so glorious to you. It comes in so beautiful. Offers so much. And then you're trapped. You're snared. And if you don't do the bidding of the king of pride, the king of wickedness, lust, you die. Or your family dies. You're trapped. You live in a serpent's body. You have all this around you and we see it. We have to help you. Helping you to come out of this serpent's belly. To be free of this serpent's wickedness. To have the God of King David look at you with love and honor. And say, that's my kid. I'm proud of you. You were Satan's. You had this serpent of pride living in you. You lived off your own lust. Evil. You destroyed the poor that needed me. But I will forgive you if you will let me. If you will help me to apply the victory of the cross. I will wash all of this away. Destroy this in your life. Make you a new creature. With me in you. And this serpent of pride. Will be broken off of you. Your family. Your children. Your children, your businesses, your country, your nation. God just gave me a whole nation. The president brought a whole nation to me to be my spiritual children. Now I have to shepherd and manage, lead a whole nation of people and their government spiritually. I have to help them to learn to go in prayer to God for counsel and wisdom. And to protect them spiritually. I may not protect them according to what you think in the natural. But I'm a spiritual warrior. A shepherd of the kingdom of heaven. And there's others out there. But not many. We're here to help you. To have a spiritual circumcision. And to come out of this. The solution, this power and control of your soul and spirit by the king of pride himself, Satan. So if you want that today, just accept his free offer. Believe that he came to help you, to set you free. No, he already knows you're guilty. He already knows you're wicked. And he took that, if you'll let him, put it on his son. And he took care of business that was for you to be. And he took it and put it on his son. And his son said, Father, forgive him. I will pay the price for their wickedness, their pride, their evilness, their killing of innocent. Take me, punish me, for they know not what they do, Father. And then restore them back to you and the kingdom. I lay my life down for them. Because you taught me. 
there's no greater love than to lay down your life for another. To give yourself completely. To take someone else's punishment. To go to prison, jail, die for them. So this young man, Christ Jesus, said, I will do that because you love me. I trust you. You will not let me stay in that condition. You will resurrect me anew, back to my glorious self. But what needed to be done would be finished. And you could have your family back as they believe in you and the work that we do on the cross for them. And if that's you, you just tell God in your heart, I want that. I want to come out of this serpent of pride. I don't want to be a child of Satan anymore. I want to be a child of the king of heaven, of King David's God, the God of Israel. It's done. Father, you know who's here in the spirit. You know this is your work here on earth. This is your job, your ministry, your heart's desires for humanity. Be about your work through your Holy Spirit, through your cross, through your son, through the blood. Be about your work that only you can do. To set free these captives of the king of pride. That are wicked in their heart. That belong to another. Father, bring them forth out of death. Out of hell and the grave. For your glory and glory alone. In the name of Christ Jesus. That is your word of encouragement. Today. You can be different. A new creature. No longer. Living in the service. Squeezed by the coils of pride. Wickedness. You can be free. So you come and join Pastor Deborah in the kingdom of heaven and get to know the great I am. Bye. See you next week. Bye bye.